The story that Jesus tells in today's gospel starts out as though it's going to teach us some kind of moral lesson about fair dealing in business. But if that's what's going on, the story becomes increasingly strange and finally shocking. What in the world is going on here? So you have a steward, a kind of property manager for a rich man, who has been sloppy and wasteful in his property management. So the owner calls him in to fire him, and now the steward is in a panic, because being a steward is the whole basis of his reputation and way of being in the world, as well as his livelihood. He's about to lose everything, to become a social pariah and perhaps even starve to death. He quickly decides he needs friends, so he moves to make some by calling in borrowers that owe his master money and reducing their loans, which is to say, he steals from the owner. And then, just as suddenly, we hear the owner praise him for his cleverness. What? This last turn in the story hits us in the face and forces us to wake up to the fact that Jesus is not telling this story to give a lesson in business ethics. But then, this is a parable. It's a story that points to something beyond itself. And the very word parable comes from a verb meaning to throw something in a curve rather than straight. And Jesus is certainly throwing a curveball with this story. The story is supposed to be shocking and strange, to startle us into taking in a reality we can easily overlook. It's not teaching us to be moral or immoral. We're going to have to learn about that elsewhere, and the te teaching of Jesus is full of lessons about that. No, the story points to some deep truths about the human condition, about the dilemmas that we all face, and about responding finally to God's call to us. So look what the steward does here and what he doesn't do. In a panic and facing the loss of everything, he assesses his situation and he acts decisively. He doesn't crawl into a corner and cry, woe is me, and wish that he hadn't been so stupid or that no one had tattled on him. All the ways he'd managed his life in the past, all the little shortcuts and habits he had depended on, everything is swept away in a moment. Yet he doesn't just freeze and do nothing. He acts. 
It's the steward's capacity to look disaster in the face, to see it clearly for what it is, and to act decisively. This is what Jesus is trying to wake us up to. All of us who must face our own disasters in life, it just comes with the territory. It may be the sudden loss of a job, as happened to the steward, or it may be the loss of loved ones, or a serious illness, or divorce, or betrayal, or violence. Any of the situations where the lives we've built for ourselves suddenly come crashing down. And our natural response is just to freeze or to wish that everything would go back to the way it was. But as the steward saw clearly, when you are facing truly life-changing events, there is no going back. But how to go forward? The steward in the parable goes forward decisively, and of course, he uses the means of fraud and theft. This is perfectly natural because, as Jesus remarks later about him, the steward is one of the children of this world. Everything for him is about personal gain and personal safety. He does not have that broader, grace-filled perspective of the children of light, of those who have been blessed with the gift of faith. And so the steward uses the tools that he has. And yet, Jesus tells his disciples to follow the example of this child of this world. Not the example of his particular actions, of course. We do not learn from the steward, uh, we do not need to learn from the steward about being clear-sighted and realistic about the will to endure. And by putting forward this everyday child of the world as an example for us, Jesus underscores the reality that all of us have within us placed in our hearts by a loving creator, sources of courage and resistance and clear vision that we can call upon when the chips are down. Here's the point. If even this ne'er-do-well steward has the resources in his heart, so do you and I. Indeed, with the steward, it's when the chips are down that he discovers these wellsprings of insight and resilience. And if we stop to think about it, in a crisis like this, we know that we have come through it in the past and that we can come through it again. This is the human reality Jesus points to in his parable. But there is also a wake-up call aimed at the children of light, those who are touched by faith. Look at the sloppy, wasteful, corner-cutting kind of life that the steward was living until in a single moment his boss just takes it away and leaves him with nothing. And now, 
To be brutally honest, our spiritual life can get to be just like the steward's old life. God loves us, yes. We try to be good, yes. Everything is running pretty smoothly. But God is always calling us into a deeper encounter, calling us to walk with the crucified and risen Jesus, calling us to let go of everything, to take the hard step, the courageous step, and serve God with our whole heart. As Jesus says in today's gospel, no servant can serve two masters. God is calling us to redirect ourselves to serve God completely. And that puts us, like the steward, in a crisis, a time of decision. Every day, God calls us to decide for God, to put God first. This is where the steward is our model for seeing clearly and acting decisively in the life of faith. Well, this parable packs quite a punch. Jesus points to the inner resources of clear vision and resilience that we can, as God's creatures, call upon in times of loss and pain. And he also reminds us that the call to share in God's life urgently needs a decisive yes from us. In fact, the point about our human situation and the point Jesus is making here about the life of faith, these two points actually come together. Because it is really by opening ourselves decisively to God's grace, humbly in prayer, in the sacraments, in gospel teaching, in the Eucharist, that we are most able to tap the wellsprings of resilience and clear vision that can carry us through the trials of life. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.